This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. away from home and after the first 10-15 minutes I think we dominated pretty much the whole game we pressed them high we were winning the second balls and exactly what we're, we're good at really we were high energy and, and we created a lot of chances I think we should have probably been two or three goals up at half time so much better than last week and that's probably set the standard now for us to go on and kick on away from home I think just the personnel on the pitch today helped us we had a lot of energy and we had runners in, in behind their back line I just don't think they could deal with our runners from midfield and, and obviously Lukey was outstanding bringing everyone into play. Ollie Clark stunned the strike, got the Stags up and running and eventually off the mark away from home. But was there a sly dig from the Mansfield skipper towards his manager who doesn't seem to pick him too often? Oh, and a certain Nathan Edge. How is that clifftop treating you, pal? Coming up tonight on the Mansfield Matters in-person podcast, yes, we really are mixing things up. We'll serve Nathan a slice of humble pie as we evaluate a real captain's display at Donny. We'll take on the keyboard warriors and heap praise on a fine display from Lucas Aikens. And as it's the first time we've got together since the transfer window left us empty-handed, we'll delve a little more into the squad and why those who stayed up refreshing Twitter needn't have really bothered. As always, we'll have your comments, questions and opinions in the live feed too on the show for the fans by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast and as it's in person for the first time in such a long time, place your bets now on who's going to have a mouthful of biscuit. Probably going to be me, isn't it? Well, it very nearly was me, to be fair, with 30 seconds to go before we started the show. I did have a mouthful of Twix. Good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. As always, come and get involved in the show and have your say on your team. Joining me tonight, I don't need to change buttons and press buttons and go around now because we're all in one place. Well, sort of, but we'll come on to the sort of later on. Good evening, Mr. Wilson. How are you? Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. I'm very well. Thank you. Good evening, Clive. How are you? Hello, Craig. Hello, everybody. And- tickety both. Thank you. And um, got something for you, mate. I mean, it's not quite humble pie. Turkish delight I'll have to do. Nathan Edge, you all right? I'm very well. I mean, first of all, I'll just say you're welcome, everyone. You know, (sighs) I've been working on this for over a year. Here we go. Just to wind you up a little bit, like I did Jordan Barry. You know, you're welcome. Did you do that to Jordan Barry? I I I remember you doing it to Maka. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Maka. Jordan Barry was next, but he he booked his idea (laughs) before I got there. But yeah, Maka, I did it for him. So yeah, well, you're... That goal on on, uh, on Saturday, I get an assist. I, I don't quite think you do. Well, you definitely don't get any <laughs> points in the Prediction League. Uh, let's uh, switch over to Rotherham, a.k.a. Cam. Has, he's fi- has, he's, has he fixed his internet? I think so. Hey! How are you? Okay. I'm good. I'm really good, actually, yeah. It's been a, it's a, been a fun week. Um, big win for us on Saturday. Um, nice little away day, 20, 25 minutes to get home for me and a friend of mine. So, lovely. Nice little trip, little day out. I think we left Sheffield at about one o'clock. It's brilliant. Happy ah, days. As long as you know, as long as you had a nice time, that's all that matters. Uh, so, uh, yeah, why aren't you here? Why aren't you, uh, jo- you know, joining in? We've got tea. Clive's brought an array of assortments. Uh, some mini rolls, some Turkish lights, some Twixers. 
got some chocolate biscuits. What have you got? Could have taken that as nothing. Oh, it's, it worked so well. I don't know what happened. It so we had no well. problem before we went live. Thank, yeah, yeah, absolutely fine before we went live. Thanks for your contribution, oh, no. Cam. See you later. <laughs> If it doesn't oh, work, no, like, we'll give you all the ass. Oh, it's working. For... I, I can see you, in. but I can hear you. I don't know what's going off. I don't know what's going on. At one point there. in this series, it might actually work. Yeah, you never everyone. know. You never know what might happen. We might Maybe. bring him in a bit and get him involved. We'll, we'll, we'll throw to you at some points. Just, you know, just don't move. I, I think that's probably the... the, the you have now. You didn't have before, but there you go. Uh, right, come on then. Whilst we, whilst you've got full bars, what was your uh, take on the uh, the Doncaster game? Brilliant. I think obviously it's improvement from from last year. We've not we've not conceded three. We've only conceded uh, conceded two. Sorry, not conceded. Uh, we've only conceded one. But I think just in general, we played played better. Obviously, it took us being uh, a goal down. Uh, in the FA Cup game back in December to actually to wake up and actually do something in the second half. And in general, but across the entire game, maybe 10, 15 minutes, if that, we were we were on the ball and we were we were pressing and it was good to watch because last week at Sun and we'd got no no presence on the pitch, no one closing down, none none of anything. So to go from that, and I'll give you a guess what the what changed the entire side because they played against Stockport and A. Wimbledon, but they got dropped against Stockport and they came back and then look, brilliant win. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about, like you said, Alan, before, isn't it? The, the spine of that midfield, you know, it's almost like when you're messing about in a science lab and then you hit upon something genius, Ollie Clark, George Maris. You know, it's the the winning formula. I've been saying it for long enough on the podcast and various other places, Craig. Get the spine of the the team right and everything else will look after itself. It got players playing in their right positions. Aikens, people say they thought he was the man of the match. I thought Maris just shaded it, to be honest. But we got them proper players, proper positions. Lapsley running all over the place, feeding off Aikens like he does. Perfect. And Clive, it was a stark contrast, wasn't it, to the, the previous trip that we'd had? Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't imagine it was the same team turning out a week later. I mean, they we bossed that game at Doncaster. We were never in it and Sutton. I mean, we had 10 minutes, perhaps. That Nigel Clough thought we were. Well, you know what Nigel's like. But the, <laughs> uh, the, the reality is, for about, we scored a goal. Three or four minutes either side of it, we seem to be in the game. But beyond that, we never looked like we were going to take anything back from that game at Doncaster. From the moment we kicked off, I thought we were boss, boss that game. Personally, I preferred last season's performance at Doncaster. Nathan, what about you? No, this this one clearly wins. You know, one like like Cam said, it's one less goal and two. I was there, so it was a, by far the better game. But are you, are you trying to say not only are, you know are you doing you know reverse psychology on Ollie Clark that you're you're the missing link because it's it was also your first away game of the season, wasn't it? Um, I feel like it wasn't. I can't remember now who we played. Salford. Yeah, I went there. Unfortunately. So does Salford really count? Because that wasn't even August, was it? It was almost like an addition. Yeah, it's pre-season basically friendly. a pre-season. It, but yeah. um, no, I, I'm just saying it was better than last year. Really, that's that's a secret. But um, the reverse psychology, I'll, I'll start charging for that service soon. Uh, but no, to be fair, you know, I'm good that I missed it last year still, but. That was still a, I think it was like the perfect fixture at the perfect time for us right now, you know, to finally get that away win. Um, you know, it was that, that sort of fixture where you're going to take, you're taking a lot of fans. We were probably, I mean, the the, the odds were still in our favour. We were still favourites for some reason. But in, from my point of view, I felt like we were more the underdogs. Obviously, they hadn't lost. Um, and we were going there on a, on a terrible away form. So we had. In a, in a fashion, nothing to lose, you know. But um, we, we went out there and, like I like said, players in the right position. And Ollie Clark, Aitkins, and uh, to name a few others, played a completely different game to what they have done previously. So, 
Um, no, it's just exactly what we needed, and we just need to build on that into into Saturday. Cam, are you buying this absolute crap that Nathan's peddling week upon week, year upon year? <laughs> throw Ollie Clark off a cliff. Can anybody make... good enough to leave him a yeah, Can anybody? <laughs> you, mate, it's just coming back to bite you week on one week, and and Stephen McLaughlin is probably the best player in our team in general. But uh, I've been backing him back for a while him. now. There's no no issues there. But we'll see where we are. Yeah, with Clark the point still stands. You still you still bad mouthed him on the podcast. I do not. Come on, yeah, I've sure been a fan of him for a while. What a, what a player! Anyway, <laughs> Cam, I'm going to give you a job because I've realised in in doing this, in accommodating you, we're having to look at a screen which is far too small. I can't even read the comments that are coming in. It's just a blur to me, and I have got new glasses as well. Um, you can uh, see this. You can see. Uh, uh, the, the comments. Fire us fewer through that are Mansfield related, if you don't mind, please. Uh, John Savage says, hi, Craig and the guys. You're all well. Tim says, good evening. John Savage says, uh, in relation to me, he must be having negativity from Chesterfield. No, different club. We're a different club now. Um, Craig Patrick on YouTube says, every week it's all, it's all about poor Wi-Fi. You up on, di- on dial-up, 19 19- 95. I can't the hamster did it. The hamster ran away from me, so he's back on his wheel and it's working again. Um, John Savage says, testing one, two. <laughs> testing one, two, <laughs> lol. Um, Any Glyn comments Scott about says, actual... Well, stop, hang on, hang on. Any <laughs> comments about actual football rather right, than your um, crap Wi-Fi? Can we get to them? <laughs> Glyn says, Ollie and the Tudors are, are the key even when Boateng's be- uh, back fit. Uh, John says it's a game of two halves, as a, a famous man once said. And he also, uh, John also says, "Lol, can't love you." Cheers. Again, read the remit about talk about football. Nobody wants to give you praise. Uh, let's... Get your comments down below. <laughs> talk about talk about Donny. It was a fantastic day, fantastic weather, and three points. Plenty to talk about. It was a good point that you mentioned in there. One of the comments, uh, Alan. There, there was talk about. Hiram Boateng, obviously the two Georgias, Ollie Clark. Hiram Boateng, one of many players that seem to be out injured at the moment. I don't quite know what's going off at the minute, but there is sort of an injury glut. He's going to find it difficult to uh, force his way back in because not only have you got, you know, the two Georgias and uh, Nathan's favourite player, but you've also got Anthony Hartigan, who since he's come in has, for me, done done really, really well and staked to claim. We never needed him, but he's done well and, and fought for a shirt. And long may it continue. I'm on about the Georges and, and Ollie, not at Boateng being out, because he's just going to have to bide his time. Other players have done it. They've sat on the bench, they've waited, they've bought b- 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 the time, and they've come on and played a part, which I'm sure Boateng will do, you know, it leading up right to the end of the season when he's fit. But while ever they're playing, don't change a winning team unless you have to, like he did with Hewitt. Hewitt came off. He was uh, he was really ill, wasn't he? Mm. Being really poor in the toilets, you know, being sick and whatever. He's probably got the bug from the others. Harbottle came on and did a fantastic job. So just leave it as it is. It says don't a lot, though, also, it? Sorry. Don't forget, well, no, add that into the, well, add it into the mix. We've still got no Stephen Quinn. He's, he was on the bench on Saturday, so yeah. add that into, into the equation. And you've got Clark, Maris, and Lapsley all playing out of their skin. Hartigan's had a good game, and keeping players like that out. It's good. We've gone from not having enough players under certain managers and not having a plan B to probably maybe a few too many uh, players and probably still not enough plans, but you never know. Can I just say, though, Craig, did we actually miss Quinn? You know, all the forays that Macca had going forward and how good he looked, I don't think we're particularly... I'm not saying anything against Quinn. I love the bloke, but we didn't, you know, we didn't miss him on Saturday, I didn't think. No, I think uh, last season, Quinn was our talisman. In fact, you know, to coin the phrase, no Quinn, no win, it was fairly accurate for a good chunk of the season. Mm. We didn't miss him on Saturday. And I think given his age and given the form of the other uh, midfielders, he's going to struggle to get back in the side. But a really cracking bloke to have on your bench anyway. Yeah, Nathan, I think it's it's an interesting one with Quinn, isn't it? Because like Clive said, no Quinn, no win last season. And he's barely featured this year. And Nigel Clough sort of hinted that he he wouldn't um, too much. But I I didn't expect 
is a mission to be so early doors. No, but like has he had a bit of a knock or anything like that. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what he, he does for us. It's a bit like Neil Bishop, isn't it? Can you remember uh, under, under Dave, he had a, a really great season. And the second, the second, the season after uh, his, his last season, it, he wasn't quite up to speed, whether it's the, you know, the age factor or whatever, but he was still productive, but more so from the, from the bench or, or playing the, you know, a few less minutes. But the good thing is we are so strong in that position. We have been, we, we've known that from the start really, haven't we, since the start of the season. So uh, it's by far our strongest position. My, my worry is, oh, I don't know if it's a worry as such, but Nigel Clough's got a tough task of keeping them all happy when it comes to, when they're, if they're all back at the same time, uh, you know, all in one going over injuries, because you've got a lot of players there that want to play. Um, and you've also, he does seem to like sometimes try and want to keep his favourites, doesn't he, and, on the pitch. AKA putting Aikens right back and things like that. So the play, playing players out of position, is he going to then try and accommodate certain players when they come back? And are we going to lose this sort of strong midfield that we've got at the moment? So we'll have to wait and see with that one. But at the moment, we've uh, we seem to be handling you know the, the missing players pretty good. That's going to be a real test of his managerial characteristics, isn't it, Cam? To keep those players happy and chomping at the bit to be ready when they come in. Yeah, and I was like, like Roy's asking the question in the comments. The big question is, will he change it now that we've won? Um, I don't see the point. It was a very good all-round team performance. I don't really think, other than maybe him being a little bit sloppy in the opening minutes of the second half when Doncaster hit the post, but I don't really think they troubled us particularly all day. The penalty came out of absolutely nothing, maybe Perchy being a bit a bit daft and a bit rash, but I wouldn't say that's a reason to particularly drop him, but because he's been playing well. Uh, and then same as, like, is Hewitt going to get back in the side? Because Harbottle did well on Saturday. I don't see the point. We've got, there's no point to keep chopping and changing. I think those that are coming back in from injuries, I think I'm just going to have to wait the turn because how can you say to Boateng, yes, he might be, on paper, probably the the best midfielder that we've got. But how do you say to someone like George Maris, George Lapsley, and Ollie Clark that they're going to be dropped because they were? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Nathan, you know what to say to Ollie Clark, don't you? Deserved captain. I thought I didn't know whether he'd take the bait or not. Carry on, Cam. But yeah, what, what's the point in changing something if it's broken? Um, and then. Uh, Richard in the comments also said, do you think of midfield diamond of Maris Clark uh, and Boateng and Lapsley is the best moving forward? That's an interesting one to sort of uh, try and get your head around because that goes completely against the system which Nigel Clough is, is trying to implement. It's uh, it's uh, it's an interesting one to try and digest. Maybe we will later on the show. But before we do that, it's time for my uh, brand new favourite feature, Alan. Ready for this? Comments with Cam, comments with Cam, comments with Cam. <laughs> oh, in the comments, carry on Facebook. If it's working, don't change oh, it. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. Can we just appreciate my improvising skills there? You literally just stole it off blankety blank, so. Blankety blank, blank. Well, you can, oh, no. <laughs> you can blank off. <laughs> anyway, more comments. Craig uh, has also said, Fantastic away day at Donny. Crowd was awesome. Three goals away from home and such a tough decision for man of the match. Maris Clark, Lapsley, Aikens, all awesome. Ollie Clark has been brilliant, uh, has been great recently and I'm eating Humble Pie too as I'm not a massive fan. Um, Shocking. Adam says, last year life without Quinn was unthinkable. This year he's not even making the starting lineup. Tim says Quinn was getting ratty again last week as soft yellow for Hawkins. Is it necessary? Um, and Kerry also says it was Oates there on Saturday too at Doncaster. I didn't really see him, but anybody else see Mr Oates on, on Saturday? Yeah, I did. I yeah. didn't see him, but I saw the photo with the young fan. Oh, fair enough. And then uh, Tim in the comments also says with five possible subs it should be easier for Cluffy to keep everyone happy and get in some game time uh, and then Kerry's also said Lapsley is amazing and always brings action and makes a difference um, five subs it's a fair comment I think 
going back to trying to keep everybody happy, yeah, I think when we were looking leggy last season uh, before they made the five subs change, I think Clough was very stuck in his mind on what he actually wants to do by the virtue that he got the, the options on the bench. Um, I think this season is exactly the same. Once everybody's fully fit, yes, he'll have a, a probably a, a, a pretty much set in stone starting lineup. But those five subs, surely it makes it a lot easier for Clough to 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 manage his plays. Even if someone's looking a little bit leggy at half time, what's the harm in bringing them off? They've got then you've then got four other subs to use. Yeah, I think you have, and uh, I, I'm going to say this now, and I've said it numerous times before as well, we would have got promotion last season if you could have used five subs, because the impact that the extra two has on you uh, is immense. Let's go back a little bit to Sorry, the... Sorry, if, uh, if we'd have got five subs at the end of last season, Ollie Hawkins would have been straight off as soon as he got booked in that playoff final. Like I said, we yeah, we, we'd have got promoted. Um, let's not talk about the playoff final, still, still emotionally hurt by it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Um, Alan, let's Ooh. go back to the uh, the Doncaster game. I've got a qu- quick question for you, though. Are you all right now? You, no one's going to come along and let you see it now. Are you, are you okay? You're settled? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right after 85 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, though, you know, we said it, didn't we, on the podcast before, impact of the big crowd. We sort of saw it click last season, ironically, at Doncaster, where there was a good away following. No surprise, really, that it, it did again, because like Ollie Clark said in his post-match interview and Andy Garner said as well, we managed to replicate our home form. And I think a big part of that was was down to the supporters, the majority of which behaved. <laughs> yeah, well, it just gets, uh, it gets bums off seats. You know, when they start shouting and roping and singing all the songs and whatever, it was like, it was similar to a home match, but Mansfield deserved that because they, they started reasonably well and you could see the passing and moving and it was as if they were at home. And of course, once they got that goal, and especially the goal that it was, it just sent them into euphoria and, you know, it was just a good day after that. Yeah, it certainly was. And I think getting that um, opening goal, Clive, was, was probably... Pivotal, you know, had we gone in at 0-0, it might have been a little bit nervy at half-time. Obviously, we did go in level anyway, but we played so well, it gave a lot of the supporters heart. And my worry was, going into it, because of the way we performed away from home with bigger numbers following us, that it could have turned quite toxic had things not gone our way early doors. No, I think the difference was um, the team was pretty much, pretty much galvanised on... <laughs> <laughs> At, uh, at Doncaster I think the, the important thing was the goal that we scored first was a worldie and I think that made everybody so much more upbeat it, we wouldn't crawl over the line it was a proper goal and I think we had a we had one that sort of tumbled in and tum- tumbled out that was disallowed um, let's also remember Pim pulled off a worldie of a save um, it was a cracking shot by the, I don't know whether, which player it was it's shot but it was a really good shot it was destined for the goal and our four foot tall goalkeeper got up to eight <laughs> foot and put it over the bar um, so he's got to be the first name on the team sheet the three midfielders have already mentioned and I think the big question going forward actually and, and the question is still there after the, the good win at Doncaster is who do you play up front because obviously if Oaks is fit you'd You'd want him to be in the side. Having said that, I'm going to be saying I'm going to be one of those people that says he hasn't been playing that well before he got injured, compared to how he had been. No, he hadn't. Absolutely, he was a completely different player when he came back from his injury. He wasn't ready, I don't think. And I suppose under those circumstances, you've got to look at a different way of doing it. Now we don't play with a number nine anyway. Aikins is not a striker per se, but he had a tremendous game, and I'm really pleased that he he, he got the the man of the match award. I know it, there were other people worthy of it, but. I think he, he um, he's had two good games consecutively now and got a bit of the monkey off his back as well from some fans, I think, as, as a result of that. Um, but we've got a midfield that can, that's got goals in it and therefore you don't actually need a 20-goal striker if they can play as well as they do. That leaves you with, do you play Gale as a striker? He's not really had much of a chance so far. Um, I don't know. I think this is going to be the interesting development this year is how do we lead the attack. Um, plenty of, we've got plenty in the powerhouse in the middle of the park. Do we change anything up front? I know we, people wanted us to recruit a striker in the window. That didn't happen. 
not so sure we need one. That's my that's my view on it. No, well, let's uh, delve more into that, Nathan. Let's get your views on it. Lucas Aikens, for me, I thought he had one of his best games in the Mansfield shirt away at Doncaster. And a lot of that came from being in a little bit more of a free roll up top. He drifted out wide at times and created, you know, he obviously had balls of steel to take the penalty as well. I think that was a big yeah. thing mentally yeah. um, for him too. I thought it was a good all-round performance. And if he continues on that vein of form, he will quickly go from the player that which the Nathan Edges of this world want to throw off cliffs <laughs> into the player that the Nathan Edges of this world want to take out on a date. Well, yeah, you know, it's that reverse psychology, isn't it? I know they'll be watching this tonight, so, you know. Uh, but uh, it was a much better performance. This is what a lot of people have been crying out for, though, at least to try him in his favourite position. Because when you think, even since when, since he joined the club, how many times has he actually played in that position? It's, it's, you probably count it on one hand, couldn't you? So he's given that, been given that opportunity, mainly down to, to injuries. But um, I think we've seen a bit more of the, you know, Aitkins that, we we thought we 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 signed. Do I think he's going to go and get plenty of goals and you know, be our top scorer? No, but it doesn't mean he doesn't. He shouldn't be in that striker position because he can create and with his movement he can he can bring other players into it. And like Clive was saying, um, if we know we've got somebody who or, or a couple of players over there that can keep the ball up there when it goes up to them, um, you know, even if if Hawkins has a spell there as well, and you know the, the more of the hold up players. Uh, throw bar into that mix too. Then your midfielders are going to have more confidence to get up there, get higher off the pitch, and and contribute with the goals. When like we saw, you know, two, number two two midfielders scored on you know on Saturday. So as long as they keep contributing, we haven't got necessarily a crisis on our hands. It's if they, it's, it's if we, if we lose any more, really, that's probably the issue. Yeah, I think losing more is the worry. I think we we borderline. I don't think we needed to bring anybody in in the window. We'll perhaps touch upon that uh, a little bit later on. Let's stay with Aikens for a second though, Cam. Um, and like we were sort of talking about a little bit there, you know, he's not going to go out and get you 30 goals a season. He's, he's never going to be that type of player. And I, when he first signed, I think his name was touted about, wasn't it, for, for transfer window after transfer window ever since Clough came in. And I said, I'm not quite sure about him because he doesn't have, you know, the goals to game ratio, which you necessarily associate with a striker. But having seen him play, again, I completely hold my hands up and apologise because he is the type of player that does get you goals and he is the type of player that will create goals for your midfield and I think that was absolutely evident on uh, Saturday afternoon if you can continue to do that we might not have a, a top scorer who finishes with 15 to 18 goals but we'll have multiple that are on 8 to 12 goals and for me I know I'm never any good at maths but multiples is better than a singular right? <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense, and I think ish, ish. <laughs> it's a it's a fair point. I think I don't think anybody thought that Aikens was going to be this twenty thirty goal striker that you'd expect in in League Two. But it's more of a point of his hold up play and his all around physicality is is what makes him so dangerous. Do you, you just look at the second goal, for example? He gets the ball, he drives it forward, he cuts back inside, he squares it to Lapsley, who sets it up for Marius and who finishes it one time into the into the back of the net. It, it was a very, very good team goal. And I think with Aikens, you need to play him with somebody that's going to get further up the field. So someone like George Marius in behind him as that number nine as such, it, it, it's quite effective. And then saying you've got to be having someone to back up Lapsley. And it's just everyone's got to be sort of like pitching into the same idea. And I think Aikens definitely can't do it on his own. But point proven, Saturday, you're playing with the right players and you're playing in the right style. It gets you goals and he's dangerous. And like uh, Craig says in the comments, Aikens does a lot of the dirty work. Yeah, like running after balls, closing it down. But then... Just when the ball's lumped forward from the defence or the keepers, like just like just to get rid or or trying to build or whatever, he can just bring it down. He can control it. He can. I disagree wait with that. For, he can wait for players to come to him, and 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 he, he can have that support there. And I just think that maybe because we've not seen Aikens in his his natural position as a striker, 
we've not been able to understand, appreciate or see the the quality that he actually is able to to bring to the side. You need to start his first touch. That's the only he thing that, that's, yeah, what he, settles, he, that's what lets him down the most is his first touch. And when you think of games like Saturday, we were confident and in the ascendancy for, for the majority of the game. So that's great. The, the, the question mark comes in and for him, I think, is when we're not playing so great and you haven't got the midfielders coming up with you that, you know, when he does have to hold it up, uh, for especially for another cash and things like that, that's where the question marks come in, you know, for, for, for me, um, you know, where you need a good first touch to settle things down a little bit. But um, I think he, the, our, our management staff are even aware of that. Cause I remember an interview last season, Clough saying uh, he was shattered, but he will because every time he touches the ball, he has to run about a mile to get it back. So basically, you know, referring to his first touch. So, they know that, but obviously what the other work he puts in outweighs that first touch. So well, if he could get that better, we'd have a, a much better play on our hands. Yeah, I think it's just about giving him that consistent run now, isn't it? Oh, I think, and that is stay up top. And what we'll do, rather than picking 11 players and then seeing where Aiken slots in, let's put Aikens there first in that striker position, in that forward position, and build it around him. Well, there are two things I particularly noticed about Aikens on Saturday. He had a bad foul against him earlier on in the half, and he was struggling for quite a while. And there were people, you know, that were sat at the back of us saying that, you know, take him off, get Swanee on, because he's not fit. But he persevered, he carried on. Mate, and it's... Just, sorry to interrupt. Those two people sat behind <laughs> us were still saying take him off after he'd scored <laughs> and set a goal up. But the thing is, confidence lifted. As soon as he picked that ball up for the penalty and actually scored the penalty, you could see him lift another 10% if that was possible after what he'd already done. And I just think that the bloke played really well and just give him, you know, like you say, give him a run of uh, games, providing we haven't got no injuries or anything, and see what else he can do. That's the last time I sit behind YouTube. He's just going to slag me off. <laughs> no, no, we said, we, this, we said they were talking about... Um, Lucas Aikens, not Ollie Clark. <laughs> I know it were you who was talking about Ollie Clark. Um, let's touch upon uh, in a second uh, the, uh, the the transfer window deal. It's the first time us as a whole group have managed to talk about it. We did a little bit, Clive, didn't we, on uh, for, for 10 minutes or so. Um, but first, apparently my ditty was copyright of Blanky Blank. Um, so I'm going to go to the man who is the king of all the ditties to throw over to the Muppet on the screen. Alan Wilson, King of the Ditties, do a, please do me a uh, comments with Cam Jingle, please. No pressure. Let's go. Off you go, Cam. <laughs> Simple as <Brilliant. that. laughs> Oh, Tim in the comments says Oaks may be... Oh, I've lost it. Uh, Oaks may be... Oh, uh, come on, Cam. You've well, got one was... job. Shh. Oaks may be... Maybe he wasn't oh, playing well, but he didn't get the greatest me? of... Did you just shush me? No, I think he said shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Oaks, yellow card. Oates Go maybe on, wasn't playing his. Oh. For God's sake, Oates maybe wasn't playing well, but he wasn't getting the greatest of service either. Um, Kerry says I'd like to see Hawkins up front and maybe give Gale more of a chance of starting. Um, William says we have the best depth of squad we've had under Clough. We should use our subs; it gives us a, a great advantage. Um, where else? Uh, yeah, Roger says. Get Aikens up front. Yes, do it. And then Craig Foster says, what a great ball from Aikens into Lapsley as well for Maris's goal. Well, there you go. Uh, excellent uh, bit of uh, work there, Cam. We'll keep that up. Clive, you're next to do a jingle, so start thinking. Nathan, you've got to do one as well. Uh, right, don't forget, we've got more away games uh, coming up as well, including a trip to Colchester. Get the right graphic, Craig. You can tell I can't see the screen. I'm putting the wrong graphics on. A trip uh, to where? What? A trip to where? Colchester. Did I say Colchester, did I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, well, we'll pretend that didn't happen, shall we? We're live, mate. Sorry. Are we? <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sake. Uh, away at... Um, well, do you know what? I'm going to stop talking. Cam, go on. Right then. So, yeah, away trip to Gillingham. Don't forget you can book your... Uh... Yeah, nobody wants to listen to you. Uh, away <laughs> at Gillingham. Uh, we are, of course, uh, a week on Saturday. Uh, Amber members are £20 on the bus. Uh, SSA Blue members are £25. And non-SSA members are £30. And to book your seat, all you need to do is... 07967 That number again is... 
And make sure you uh, text or call the trouble line. Please don't message on uh, social media because it won't get answered. Uh, right. Anyway, um, yeah. Shall we move move swiftly on transfer deadline uh, business? Uh, Cam, you were one of the, uh, the 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 few, weren't you, that were uh, up until midnight refreshing the Twitter feeds while the rest of the sensible ones were tucked up in bed, not bothered because we knew nothing so, was going to happen. I believe I blame Radio Nottingham for this because they said something was something was potentially in the pipeline. So I was like, right, well, it's it's worth. Also, I'm just. Curious to see who everybody else to sign more than I always stay up on deadline day, regardless of whether we're doing anything. It's just... well, he does got about five clubs on his soul for oh, yeah. rather. It's, 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 it's a busy day for him, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Busy, so, day to be fair. Fair, yeah. busy day. You're not funny. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I was <laughs> staying up and I was... sarcastic laughs. Go on, carry on. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it is a little bit disappointing that maybe we didn't bring somebody in for. Uh, as cover for Oates, at least until until Christmas. He might only be out for uh, a, a, a month or so, two months. We, we don't know. Obviously, Nigel's not put a timeline on it, but it, it would have been nice maybe to just have that little bit of uh, of cover for him because I think you, you look at the options up front and we are a, a little bit sparse, in my opinion. I think we've got we've got players, but I just don't think we've got necessarily the players that we need as such. I think, obviously, Will Swan and, and James Gale are great talents, both still young lads. I don't quite think throwing them into sort of like Rotherham, uh, Rotherham, Doncaster, for example, is is maybe the best thing. I think... I don't necessarily think that's a great thing because I think it would have been difficult for them maybe to adapt to the occasion i think whilst it's not a derby as such it, it was it very much carries the, the 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 atmosphere that it is because of the just the away crowd following and, and yes swan did it did brilliantly against stockport but it's just a case of finding what place fit where and i think swan needs to possibly play alongside Someone like Aikens, but then who do you drop and vice versa and whatever? But and then say, but then you've got Hawkins at the back. But then you like I think Clough said, if we could bring somebody in defence, then Hawkins could go up front and vice versa and whatever. But like, it's just a typical Mansfield transfer deadline day, just just a bit chaotic. It's not. It's not a typical one. Just I think mean, what happens normally one... happens on deadline day. We get Richard Narty and. And the like, I mean, so it's probably a blessing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, did, you did, are we, life, yeah. did we get Nicky Josie when on oh, deadline we did day? As well. yeah, so we did. you know, it's, it's, and we were idiots. It's probably we were a blessing because we thought you know it'd be a really good signing for us, and we ended up sponsoring. Him. We <laughs> what, are never doing what that a waste again. of money. That yeah, was. I know. <laughs> never doing Where that. Where is again. he now, anyway? Probably mowing some grass or something like. <laughs> no offense to mowing grass, but you know. <laughs> Just on the point you made, uh, Cam, you know, against Stockport, our uh, Mr. Swan was the, the be-all and end-all and everybody was talking about the next big thing. Didn't even get on on Saturday and it was all Aikens. So I think that just proves the depth of the squad that we've got because, like you say, we have got Hawkins, but I'd like to see Hawkins stay where he is, <gasps> especially Saturday against Mr. Cook. Hang on a minute. Are you, are you advocating Hawkins at centre-half now? For Saturday, yeah, against Mr. Cook. You change your he's... mind more than Nathan changes his mind no, about Ollie Clark. He's Mr. He can, Cook he can handle right Mr. Positions. Cook, can't he? Because we know Cookie is good in the air. So is Hawkins. He shouldn't beat him for pace. I mean, he's not like Cook's quick, is it? <laughs> no, that's very true. It could be a very slow battle, couldn't it? Oh, I'm getting, I'm tired just thinking about it. I know. <laughs> it's a very slow watch. Uh, your opinions, Nathan, on the transfer deadline, day is because we did miss out five minutes before the window slammed shut. I hate using that phrase because it's not exactly slammed it's shut because there's still a gap a with other things. But yeah, it's, it is cliche. You're right. Um, slight certain comment. Uh, anyway, um, you know, transfer deadline day dealings. We did miss out late on. What were your thoughts on it? Well, literally, like I said a couple of minutes ago, it, you know, it's initially you're disappointed knowing something was very close to 
to being sorted and would have had an extra body in the you know in in the squad, uh, which hopefully would have been more helpful than not. But at the same time, everyone's already been talking about the strength the strength of depth we've got. Yes, we've got a few injuries, but you know, hopefully that's not going to be long term. Um, and recently, our track record of deadline days seems to be a bit more of a a panic buy, and, and it's actually not worked out in our favour. So you know that that could have been the case again. So we, uh, you know, I, I think we've got a good enough good enough squad to challenge this season. And um, I think if we just, if as long as we don't lose any more and have a bit more of a crisis that like we did have last year. We we can get through. We're not going to win every game, but I think we've got enough in us to uh, to match it most or, or all teams in this week. I can slowly see Clive tensing up and steam starting to come through. I'm going. I think he's ready to vent. Let's go. Well, I just think you've got to remember this time, this season, completely different to the previous year. I mean, we we came into the summer this year with a much stronger retained squad, contracted players, um, and we therefore weren't under the same level of pressure to recruit. And I think you need to remind yourself, this transfer window is all of the summer. It's not the last week of, the, of August. And so if all you're ever going to do is do your business on the last day, it seems to me a rather daft way of doing business. And I think we have to reflect on the fact we did do some business in the summer. A couple of loan players, keepers. We've got players now that I think add value to an already strong squad. So I, for one, was not bothered about transfer deadline day. I went to bed. Yeah, absolutely. Partly because I'm an old git. Partly <laughs> because it just didn't appeal to me. And it I should think... finish before the start of the season, I think. Well, there's an argument. It for did. That, I think it did. Was it the uh, the co- the full COVID season that it, it finished? Like the beginning of August. It was like after the first game, but yeah, that, isn't that because we started late though? Yeah, yeah I can't. I don't know. It's different timings this time yeah. around, isn't it? But but also another thing to sort of point out is the fact that, yeah, you know, like like you say there, Clive, it, it, you should probably do your business a little bit earlier. But just after you reach deadline day, we can still sign a player tomorrow. The window is not slammed shut. Slammed shut implies that it's over. You can't sign anyone else. You can sign free agents. And there are so many good free agents out there at the moment. And can one of them is, is training with us in Theo Robinson? Yeah. Um, Cam didn't I, I, know that, obviously. Cam clearly was... No, no, no. Uh, oh, no information and, and, and has not I, kept up, or he's not put that on his spreadsheet because he was looking at Salford. It's an interesting one because we brought him in and it's, saying, it's the same goes with the rest of the squad. How Where do you fit him in if we've got everybody fit again? Would he come in... As a short-term contract till Christmas, and and provide that cover for Oates that Clough was was looking like at. The, yeah, essentially, and obviously O'Toole stuck around, but uh, and he's a great addition. But it, it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the fence with this one. I'm not sure because, like we keep saying, we've we've got so much strength and depth in the squad, but it, it's a case of have we got everybody fit? No. Do we need to add another body? Yes, when they're not fit, but do we need them when everybody's fit? Is is there any point in signing the players then they're just going to sit on the bench when all our fit players do actually come back? I think if I could just interrupt, one thing that's starkly different with modern football compared to the football I used to watch when I was a youngster is that players... There's colour on TV? invented <laughs> <laughs> TV in those days. I'm the in the background. I used to watch it on radio. But we, uh, the thing is, our players... A super fit. They're overanalyzed. They they wear. I slightly disagree on super fit. Well, they that <laughs> they are physical specimens, if you want, uh, but they're brittle. You know, they don't stand too much aggro. Back in the seventies, you didn't come off the field unless your leg was hanging off, and you still played the following game anyway when it's been bandaged up. I think the reality is that players do get injured because of the fine percentages they work within. And I think, well, therefore, you do need squad squad size to allow for that to happen. Nobody wants injuries, and you certainly don't want your best players to get injured. But that's Sod's law. It'll happen. It's happened every season for the last four or five seasons. We've lost good players at the wrong time. And I think while we're talking about comparing this season with last season, we're seven games in, and we've got how many points? Twelve? Well, you were asking where, me to do maths then. Where <laughs> were dangerous. we this time last year after the same number of games? We were hopeless. Why? 
because we lost some key players at an inappropriate time. And they did panic last year in the window and came up with <laughs> Mr. Nati and others. <laughs> and I think you just have to avoid getting into that panic of, of buying the last tin of beans on the shelf simply because it's there. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Whilst we, go on, Alan. Go on. You mean Nati didn't come to the party? Uh, hey. Go on, uh, go on, Clive. Top that with a, a jingle for Cam, please, if you would. I can't. I've got one. Go, oh, go I've on, got then. one as uh, well, go. but... Wham, bam, it's Cam! <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Richard in the comment says, Hi, guys. Sorry for joining you late. Transfer deadline day. Lack of activity, but we could, could be a blessing in disguise, in my opinion. Too often we've got players in for the sake of it and end up putting players' noses out of joint. Too much emphasis is made on transfer deadline day. Uh, Roger says, we still don't have a super striker like Cole Stockton. We'll be all right, but whether we will need it... it uh, uh, whether we will go up is is debatable. Uh, you need the X-Fighter like Cambridge had in their strikers. Uh, Roy says, Scott Sinclair is a free agent. Um, uh, Richard says in reply, to Roger, super strikers are as rare as rocking horse doo doo, and teams are unlikely uh, uh, unlikely to want to get rid of them easily. Uh, and Roy says, anybody know what happened to Jimmy Knowles? Um, I can answer yes, that. One. Injured. Yes, injured. I can answer that question. Uh, Jimmy Knowles still injured. Uh, got a six months contract. Nigel Clough. The last time he spoke about him, said he would be around October time ish when he would potentially be in contention for some game time. So potentially the Grimsby game in the uh, Stuff Crust Cup, as Clive likes to call it, um, we might see him. Um, personally, I think he'd have to go on some journey between now and Christmas when his deal would be up to get another contract. But uh, that's the latest I have on on him. Uh, yeah, and that, that's... yeah. Back to you guys in the studio. Thanks, Cam. You've been practicing that, haven't you? <laughs> that one's been in your head for 45 minutes, hasn't it? Very good, though. I've run out of comments. All right, well, keep keep them coming in because Nathan's sitting on what I'm told is it an epic. Is it, is it an epic? It's an absolute banger, like Ollie Clark. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nathan's sitting on that, so please get your comments in and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll throw to Cam later on. Uh, in the show. Right, where were we? What should we talk about now? Should we talk? Go on, go on Alan. You, you, you've got no, something on your, the tip of your tongue. Yes, I was just wondering, you said Cam might know. Can you remember, Cam, there was a goal scorer for Coventry quite recent who were banging the goals in for fun? Because I do believe he's on the free uh, transfer list. Can you think who it would be? I, have I can't no think idea. of his second name. Do you know his Has first name? Like a, like a female name. <laughs> Cynthia? No. <it> was, <laughs> they had a player that had like a... a anyway, carry on. Obviously, I'll have yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I've got you right now. The only name I've got in Nathan, about commentary is Mark Robbins, but isn't the manager. Nathan's on about is? Nathan's on about Joe Jones. Joe Jones? Jody Jones. That's it, Jody. Jody. Yeah. Old Jody. No, I, don't, I don't know. As far as I'm aware, Tyler Walker's still on their books. I think bring back but, CJ. You know, Blackpool don't really like him at the minute, so... I can't play any button to play Blink, bring him home, so... Oh, let me down. <laughs> never bring him back. What? Can't please never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of <laughs> the entire <laughs> British... In, in, on behalf of everybody that's ever listened or ever will listen to this podcast. Uh, let's talk uh, Bradford, shall we? Um, always a... Tough game against them, Nath. It'll be a physical battle. And the club put out earlier today, over 7,000 tickets sold. So, uh, one course stadium will indeed be rocking. But, as you know, with the old turnstiles this year, even though they've <laughs> put lights in and it's getting better and all that, I think I'm going to set off after the show. So, uh... that'll be after Nando's, mate. Don't worry. Uh, but no, we'll get around there in plenty of time. Everyone should do. But no, I'm looking forward to it. It's. Um... Obviously, they'll be bringing it. They've sold out completely, so uh, you'd expect, you know, a noisier way end for for a change. But um, it's good to see again numbers in the home stands looking pretty well. Hopefully, we'll, we'll sell a few more between now and then. Uh, when you feel the last last few seasons, you know, it was obviously we're on the wrong end of a three-two defeat, um, you know, last last year. But it was a very highly entertaining game, and we should have got something out of it. 
Uh, and then, the, yeah, obviously before, we well, don't think back before COVID, we had that 3-0 win. Uh, super sort of um, yeah, atmosphere again in, in the stands. So um, let's hope we can pull a, a similar similar one out of, the, out of the bag. I think Bradford had a bit of a slow start, but they they seem to be coming good. So it's kind of two informed teams, but hopefully our home record will be... Uh, what we need to sort of see us see us through over the line. I'm looking forward to it, Clive, for the fact that you know it's going to be another big crowd. I think our players in particular, especially under Nigel Clough, thrive off a big atmosphere. The only thing that worries me now is the stereotypical journalism of we've got a cracking home form, we're looking forward to being at home, we don't fear anybody at home, that sort of thing, because it's setting us up for a little bit of a fall. I think we need to um, remember where that line is between confidence and arrogance yeah it's tempting not to to uh, brag about your form because it automatically means you're gonna have a bad game but i don't have any worries about playing at home i think we've got all um we've got all the assets we need which is a small compact ground with a, a disproportionate and noisy crowd and i think uh, the fact that bradford were always going to fill the away and there's one of the three or four clubs in this league that will do that that adds to it. We'll have a full house. I think we'll, we'll have a cracking game. Bradford are not a defensive side. They're going to come and attack. We know Cookie will score. If anybody's going to score, it'll be him. Um, and if he doesn't, we've done our job. Um, but I, I think uh, Bradford signed nearly as many players as uh, Nottingham Forest in this close season. So they, they churn a lot of players over. I'm not sure that's always a good thing. You are? They do that every window. They do, to be fair. They do, like they, they are a, a, a prolific, aren't they, transfer window. Uh... Yeah, and the point I'm making is I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. And one of Nathan's best mates is at Bradford as well. Yes, I was going to ask, is Lee Angle still there? I thought you'd, yeah. you'd uh, still know. Are you looking forward to a reunion, Nath? See, he's one that it wasn't reverse psychology. It was just useless. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Only because he, he never proved you wrong. Only because he was out the door before he could prove you wrong. Can I just add another ingredient to all this? The reason we're playing well at home, and we started this season really strongly at home, is I've moved my season team <laughs> from the upper stand to the lower stand. And I can't and tell you how grateful I am. Well, and the players are because they can hear my advice. <laughs> they couldn't hear me when I was up next to you. So the, the form's improved. And Nigel keeps turning around asking my opinion on stuff. That's not what I've heard. <laughs> I think that's what he's asking anyway. <laughs> asking Andy Garner who that bloke, that annoying bloke is, is he? <laughs> You'll mess with him, would you, to be fair? Uh, Alan, first nil for uh, for Bradford then at home. You know, you, I know you're going to stick with the three names in the middle, but build me your ideal team because we are in a situation at the minute. It's not a case of putting out our strongest 11. It's putting out an 11, which we'll come on to. Well, I think it all depends when uh, Nigel's done uh, scrutinising the opposition, you know, which way he goes, whether he keeps the same team, providing there's no injuries, whether he keeps the same team and thinks, right, let's have another go at that, or whether he wants to change formation somehow and, you know, counteract what they're going to do. I'm a big believer in let them worry about us. I would keep the same team unless there's any injuries, but... We'll see what Nigel does Saturday. Yeah, interesting. We certainly will. Cam, what would you be doing on uh, Saturday afternoon uh, when, if you were Nigel Clough? Because like we've sort of seen, we've got a few knocks and niggles. In fact, I'm not going to bother asking you what you do. Um, what I am going to put to you instead is, are you concerned about the m- amount of knocks and niggles we've got? And the bugs which seem to be going around. Jordan Barry's had one recently. Elliot Hewitt was due to start, wasn't he? It's, um, he was due to start at uh, Doncaster. We lost Cam. We lost Cam. I'll put that to you, Nathan. Go on. Um, it's a difficult one because we, we were in a similar position last season, weren't we, at this time? Uh, and you kind of think, is it... At that, at that point, we were, I just think it's bad luck. Or, or, or is it? Or is it a coincidence? But at the moment, we're dealing with it a lot better. In some ways, maybe what we went through last year is actually... Um, you know, helped us cope with it this time around. So, like I said, as long as we don't pick up any more, you can't really, you know, bugs go around. We we should know that after the last few years we've had. So, um, you can't really do too much about that. Um, but everything else, when it comes to sort of your your muscular injuries, you can you can try and manage those better. And that's why we need to make full use of those five subs. 
you know, we, we've got them this season. We've got a strong bench uh, most of the time. So uh, especially if we are, you know, losing a few, like like you mentioned earlier, if it means you know bringing one or two off, you know, half time or early into the second half, do it because we we still got the the strength on the bench to deal with that. Now, Cam's either completely frozen. Um, or he's got a concentration face on, or he's, <laughs> or he's squeezing out a number two. Are you there? Hello. Internet. Get that hamster back on the wheel. Can, can you hear I us? I know. What's happening? It keeps going really bad, really good, really bad. Well, well sit, sit still. Sorry, we're away from. Well, there you go. You, you never know. We'll, we'll wait and see. Right. Um, I think we've just about got you. So before we probably prop, properly lose you, um, Nathan, it's jingle time. Well, this is uh, Alan S. I can't believe he hasn't done it. But if you need another comment, just ask, ask Cam. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, I mean, no. I can't blame him. My singing's oh, awful. Oh, no. But I think you should carry it on anyway. That's it. We're done there. Was that it? If you want a stupid comment, just ask Carl. There we go. He's improved it. <laughs> <laughs> he has improved it, to be fair. I can't even go to him. Oh, he's, he's, he's just popped back up on the old uh, chat. Is he there? Are you there? Come in. Right. Hello? Did you hear Nathan's jingle? No. Nathan, go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the collab with... Uh... With yeah. Clive. Well, you do your line first, then Clive can do his okay. line. Yeah. And then what we what we might do is we might see if we can get around. We? <laughs> yeah. Because I've got time to think about it. This right. Is very frightening, <laughs> isn't it? It's called Adelaide. Let's go. Go on. Um. Yeah. If you need another comment, just ask Cam. If you want a stupid comment, just ask Cam. Cam's the main man on the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. Well, I've now got a ride with buns. Nando's, he's a glutton. <laughs> a glutton free. <laughs> we'll see you Saturday at 11.30. Be there if you can. <laughs> there you go. He needs to queue earlier than that. Oh, no. Uh, he, he does need uh, I've got to try and round with buttons now. <laughs> oh, no, I've got it. No, I've got it. I've got, a, I've got to go with the old uh, thing. Right, Nathan, go again. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> If you need another comment, just ask Cam. If you want a stupid comment, just ask Cam. Cam's the man with the buttons. But he acts like he's mutton. <laughs> and his name rhymes with lamb. lamb. <laughs> Cam! Come, everybody! Hey, comment Thank you. Cam. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Richard we'll says... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, are we, when were we ever going to get a podcast award? <laughs> Six series of this show we've done. Hey, we're popular Six in North... series! Yeah. We're, we're popular in Hong Kong, don't forget. Please, at the end of this... I know he said North Korea, but actually, I definitely won't be there. But... <laughs> at the, at the end of this season, someone please nominate us for a, a football content award, please. Yeah. We, we we put so much into this. We deserve well, then it. We're going yeah. to have to get some football Cam, content. Well, congratulations on absolutely making sure we don't get a nomination by begging for it. Is this how Evelyn was? No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> Comments, <Ooh>. please. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Richard says I agree with Alan and would keep the same side that did the job at Lancaster. Uh, apparently, Jody Jones is at Oxford since July, not featured so far. That's from Adam. Um, Roger also says uh, we have to be aware the Cookie Monster will be on the loose. Uh, Roger says, uh, Craig, Craig, get ready. The, the team is pretty galvanized now. Uh, Tim says, not a, not a lot rhymes with buttons, lol. Uh, <laughs> Roger says, and Cam comes from Sutton. And <laughs> Richard says, Cam, uh, Cam's in the deepest, darkest realms of Raw Marsh, still living in the medieval times there. It's not that bad up here. Does that go in with I the, think that's with, referring yeah, to your oh, Wi-Fi. That's referring to your Wi-Fi. It's not yeah. allowed in the song, what, sorry. We're not wrong? getting that in the song. Yeah. What's wrong with Sutton? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm from, well, Nothing I'm wrong with Sutton, Cam. Is it, is it yeah. in Raw Marsh Youth Offenders Institution? <laughs> do, you get, do you get broadband in the institution? It does look like he's in a cell, to be fair. I've been in that room. It is you quite have to a cell share like. a cell. 
<laughs> yeah, she's downstairs. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> right, this is live. Yeah. We can go and get it. I'll put this out and send it to her tomorrow. I'm looking forward to well, that. Anyway, predictions. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Alan. Thanks a lot. Cam, I'm going to start with you. Bradford predictions, please. As always, I want an outcome, a scoreline, and the time of the first goal, please. Ooh, um, 2-1 Stags win. Um and Pick a number, come on. Yeah, well, between one and ninety, that helps. If it helps, <sighs> like bingo. Do you want to get the bingo ball down? Sixteen. 16. Nathan, you're next. Two one win. Eighty nine. <laughs> Forty five plus three. No, uh, twenty one. Uh, Clive, you're next. Three one. That win. Yeah. Twenty two. Twenty two. Oh. Tactics, Alan. 3-1 win, 18. Seven, no, uh, <laughs> I will go for a 3-2 win, uh, and I'm going to go for the fourth minute. Uh, if you want to get involved with podcast predictions, the link is in the description, and you must do what, Mr. Edge? You must submit it via the link, one hour and one minute before kickoff. Now, can we have a quick chat? Just me and you. you know, can't, we're not live. We, we've gone off. What's going on this year with your predictions? Because I'm top. Are you yeah. all right? What's Listen. happening? All right. You know, like the old Ollie Clark trick and the whole, you know, um, I forgot his name, left back. What's his name? Matt there we go. Are you even a fan? <laughs> Do you even know this? Club? Do you know where you are? Are you all right? Do we need to pause? No, listen, let, let me finish this. I felt bad, you know, from you know absolutely smashing it last year. So <laughs> it's all it, about man. a bit of reverse psychology. Get you got all you lot sort of feeling good about yourselves, and then when it actually matters later on in the season, I'm just gonna just pick up my game a bit and I'll come. How do you think I feel? Game. I'm not even in the top leaderboard every week. Yeah, but that's expected from you. You know, there's no shot. Oh. There. <laughs> Very true. Uh, if you want to see the latest leaderboard, you can head to our website, mtfcmatters.co.uk, to keep it sort of mysterious this year. We're going to do it month by month, so nobody will know except me and uh, uh, a guy called Ben, who does all the maths for us and everything. So uh, appreciate that. It means that I'm not having to do it this year. Uh, yeah, well, you say that, but look what happens when I'm not doing it. Suddenly I'm top. So, you know. How much pain him? Yeah, we, know, we know you don't throw money around. Let's not let's not kid that. Yeah, it's a very good point. Actually, it's a very good point. Uh, Cam, any last comments? Any uh, last things that you want to uh, throw into the mix before we uh, let you go back to your association time? Uh, if you if you go into the game on Saturday, arrive at the gates at like one thirty, just so that you can get in. It's, it's it's sound advice. To be fair, it's sound advice. Well, it's been. Uh, I think it's been quite an enjoyable one tonight. It's worked quite well. Cam's internet has just about held up. We've been in the Woo! same room together. People drunk a cup of tea and uh, had some had some snacks and, yeah. and things like that. It's been quite enjoyable. Should now do it again one day. Yeah, we we should. But there's a bit of an issue with that because you're leaving us. Well, yes, but not for a while yet. I mean, this is devastating news to people of the podcast. The original member of the podcast team. Well, I'm not. I'm not leaving the podcast. Oh, am you're I? not. Well, I thought it sounds like I'm being kicked out right now. <laughs> oh, good Never. To we'll have to we'll have to st stick with the M for another season. See how it is. We'll keep you. We'll keep. We'll keep. Shall we keep him on board? Definitely. Yeah, we'll Ish. keep him on board. Cheers, Clive. And on that ridiculous note, thanks very much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. So there you go, another Mansfield Matters podcast over and done with. I hope you've enjoyed the little bit of a change in the way we've done tonight. Got together in person. Let us know on social media whether you prefer us all being in the same room or whether you like the whole virtual stuff. We'll probably have to go back virtual at some point anyway when Nathan abandons the motherland. More on that another time, I'm sure. As always, make sure you get involved in podcast predictions. The link that you need is in the description. Remember, you must do it one hour and one minute before kickoff. And when you're entering, please make sure that you use your first name and your surname the amount of daves and steves we have trying to differentiate between the three or four 
it's becoming a bit of a nightmare. So make sure you use your right name so we can give you the points that you deserve. We'll be back on Sunday night at 7.30ish to recap the Bradford game and look ahead to our midweek fixture as well, where hopefully the Stags will have another three points on the board and continue to climb up the table. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.